It's uh, 26 minutes past two on uh, SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. I know that I made a promise uh, that we'll speak uh, New Year's resolutions, uh, but uh, we will speak New Year's resolutions a little later. Uh, but right now we want to profile a business uh, called Vantage Point Managed Services with Butale Matate, who's the founder and uh, CEO of Vantage Point uh, Group. Happy New Year. Uh, thanks for coming through today. Happy New Year, KG. Thank you so, for having me. So tell me about Vantage Vantage Point Managed Services. Okay, so Vantage Point Managed Services is, um, it falls under a big umbrella of uh, Vantage Point Group Holdings. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's essentially a subsidiary. Uh, what we do, I think in the, in the simplest terms, um, uh, an organization or corporation um, that would normally have uh, a legal function, what we're starting to see is that there's a lot of outsourcing of the legal function. Um, and it's mainly been around two things. One is that normally uh, the legal department of an organization uh, would have uh, a head of legal who would double up as the company secretary. Mm. The company secretary is normally responsible for uh, oversight to make sure that that organization complies with legislation and mm-hmm. that there's good corporate governance. What has happened uh, over the last couple of years, uh, and especially in our SOEs, is that um, because the legal function of a company is in-house, a company secretary who's a lawyer um, is actually supposed to report to the board. Mm. Um, But for as long as they are in-house, they're still subordinate to the CEO. Mm. So you then find that the company secretary does not hold uh, the the CEO accountable because Mm. they still this other relationship of subordination when you look at um, the organizational organogram. Mm. So a lot of companies now, including state-owned entities, are outsourcing their legal functions to um, independent companies so that there's just... To avoid that confusion. Absolutely, yeah, Yeah. and to make sure that there's proper governance, uh, regulation, and and oversight. So how old is your company? Um, Okay, so this this iteration of the company is two years old. Yeah. um, I was previously um, in corporate. I'm, I'm almost uh, preempting the questions, but yeah, we are we are two years old. Um, I I studied law, mm. and uh, I always knew that I want to be an entrepreneur. Mm. But I was always alive to the fact that um, when you run a business, you, there are other things that you know other than the skills and the knowledge uh, you need to know how corporate works and Mm. the only way to know how corporate works is to work in corporate for quite a while to learn the softer skills um, to learn how to manage people develop uh, processes and and, and policies and so on so I was very patient with myself I Mm. didn't just jump into running a business I was in corporate for for a good number of years and I was quite fortunate that my boss when I was in corporate was very invested Mm. in my development uh, was very supportive and um, exposed me to to things that went beyond you know my my scope of work either way uh, whether it be uh, for a business or for an individual, uh, we are in an economic downturn mm. and the effects of the economic uh, downturn are felt throughout. So it leads me to the question, how is business in this economic <laughs> downturn? I think business in general, mm. uh, for, for every entrepreneur, it, it's a very tough economy to mm. operate in. Mm. However, uh, what we do, and this is quite deliberate, you know, looking at um, the patterns of the South African economy, 
um, it costs businesses less to outsource an entire legal department to a company like us. And to have it in-house. Yes, and to have it in-house because you need to have resources, you know, you need to capacitate it properly, yeah. that department, and these people are on your payroll. And whether they are doing anything or not, you have to pay them. And I think you would know, KG, that in South Africa, getting out of an employment contract as an employer is almost impossible. So yeah. it, it still makes more sense to outsource So, so in your business, when you outsource, then uh, the function is per case, if I can call it a case. So we work more on a retainer model, on which retainer. is yes, which is a more long-term kind of relationship that we have with our clients. So um, we would be retained for normally about two years. Yeah. And then um, we enter into a service level agreement with the client. And, um, you know, you would know that on a retainer model, uh, the client can come to you with any number of things mm. uh, that they need. Um, and then we do do some uh, ad hoc work, uh, but this falls mainly around uh, drafting and negotiation of commercial agreements, even for people who we do not have a retainer with, so we do still provide some legal services. Who are some of your clients? Oh, gosh. So we've got um, the Nuclear Industry Association of South Africa. That's big. That's that's big. Yeah. And, you know, and that's been brilliant exposure, mm-hmm. particularly over the last uh, two years, because, you know, you know, the politics around nuclear that were taking place, mm. uh, the uncertainty as to whether nuclear was going to make it into mm-hmm. the integrated resource plan that's passed by the Department of Energy. Mm. The first uh, draft of that uh, IR was not looking good for mm. nuclear. Uh, and then we had the national elections and we had uh, Minister Mantashe mm. uh, take over from Minister Jeff Khadebe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he came in with a very pro-nuclear kind of uh, outlook outlook, and, mm. and, and nuclear <laughs> pretty much you know rose from the dead. But in, in the time that I was servicing this client in particular from our other client, uh, because it was looking like nuclear is dead in the water, they were having um, a mass exodus of members of the association. So I think that's when we kind of realized that, okay, other than our legal offering, uh, we really have to be agile and, and help our client. Because, mm. you know, if you are an industry association or a professional body and you're losing members that doesn't look good for your uh, sustainability Mm. uh, because a lot of your income is derived from membership fees Mm. so I think again um, had I not spend a lot of time in corporate I would have jumped ship with with my client but because Mm. I I understood the dynamics of the industry because when I worked in corporate I, I I worked in the nuclear space and mm. the greater energy space mm. um, and I understood exactly what's going on and so I was I was able to provide uh, other solutions I think you would have seen on our offering that the, the legal is then the corporate governance is the the main part of the business mm. however we uh, have now added uh, communication uh, leg to mm. to the business and uh, coaching of senior and executive members you know we have escom as one of our members coaching them to to engage with the media because <laughs> <laughs> because the energy space has been quite uh, politicized yeah. over the last couple of years uh, you know the the, the shouldn't never it any, be yeah. though it shouldn't be it, it shouldn't be politicized um it sh- in a perfect world it shouldn't be yeah but we we 
working with what we've got and we yeah. know that it is and uh, and we find ourselves with the energy dynamics that we do in that, this country exactly that, yeah. that we do and i think what we find especially with our clients who are in the energy space mm. a lot of them are scientists or engineers so you know they're very highly educated people but because of their their training you know as as uh, people who are very technical in the sector there would always be a need you know where uh, let's say ESCOM being attacked or NEXA, one of you know uh, the members of, of NEXA. So they always have to address the they, press. They, yeah, they often have to explain themselves and, yeah. and the sad thing is they're going in with a significant deficit yeah. because of the, the politics around nuclear. And a lot so, of yeah, reputational damage. A lot of reputational uh, damages that is ascribed to, you know, I'm not going to go into a discussion about, mm. about government and policy mm. and you know the kind of leadership we've had but it, it's just looking very bad. Mm. But but we were able to to stick with them and and um, continue. You're here now. We're here now, and I think other than the the, the nuclear industry association, uh, we've worked with the World Economic Forum, with Anglo American Standard Bank. You've got big clients. Uh, we we do, and we have uh, past and present. And um, I think you know I I have to be thankful to my business partner. So when I started the business, yeah, uh, I was I was founder and I held, I held all the equity mm-hmm. in the business. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you realize that there are several areas of opportunities yeah. that are available. Mm. But when you're a founder of a business, you almost treat it like it's your it's your baby. So yeah. you are uh, irrationally, emotionally attached to it. Yeah. Uh, but with this communication uh, offering that kept coming up, I thought actually, you know, there, there's actually space to formalize this. Uh, so I've got a business partner who is one of your your colleagues just down the road, and uh, his strength is, you know, communication. Haven't been in in broadcast, uh, haven't been a business journalist, and all of that. And so he came on board as as a business partner. But the other thing, having worked with people for the last while in the business, I realized that I'm not. Uh, f- with some of the, the appointments that I make, I feel like I'm not fully rational because I tend to gravitate to people that um, I have a personal relationship with. Yeah. And so a, a lot of the times I felt like, you know what, they don't share my vision. And yes, they're great employees or, or whatnot, but I feel like I need to get this vision out of my head and, yeah. and get it on paper. And so I thought I need a bit more than just uh, adding a director to the company. I actually need somebody who's going to come in and I give them equity. Because once you've got equity in a business, you are, you're very, invested differently. You are very invested yeah. in it succeeding. Yeah. And and that that was just a tactical move and, and I'm glad that I made it. Having said that, yeah. it's the beginning of 2020. Currently, as you sit here, how many in, in the employ of Vintage point uh, so permanently, mm-hmm. we've got two people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are trying to keep the structure very, very lean mm. uh, for the same problems uh, that I mentioned when you asked about, you know, the economic downturn. Mm. That's one factor. But also, uh, I don't want to create an overcapacitated business. Mm-hmm. And then you you have people that you need to to look after and pay, but the need is in something else. Mm. So because we've got clients on a retainer model, all needing different things Mm. um, at any particular time, we then rather bring in people Mm. as consultants 
and then as have, and when the as, need as, arises yes as and when the need arises yeah. because um i i have learned that having a lot of people um in so cuz i i regard our business to still be in the infancy yeah. stage yeah. and perhaps when we mid to upper tier then it may be a consideration but i think i will always err on the side of caution in relation to to um bringing people in as employees because then obviously they now affect your bottom line and mm-hmm. then you need to hike prices for your 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 clients because you need to service these people who are in house whether you use them or not so it's it's working for us to to bring people as and when we need them i've got a very good executive assistant who just understands everything she's brilliant and um she's able to see things before i even know and so i can say to her please find somebody who's going to do this for that client and they come in we sign an agreement they come they deliver what's necessary and then they go they don't remain in the permanent structure uh, that one will always be lean okay yeah. so then uh, again it's the beginning of the year i say yeah. that again mm-hmm. um uh, the vision going forward i mean mm-hmm. uh, it, it sounds really interesting but it mm-hmm. sounds also like um there's a point at which it can get bigger than the yeah. two plus executive yeah. assistant that yeah. you do have yeah. what is the vision going forward so So we we definitely are looking to grow. Yeah. Uh, I think at this stage in the business, uh, like I said because it's still relatively a young uh, a young business in mm-hmm. in my view despite some of the clients we've worked with. Um so our growth strategy at this point is organic mm-hmm. growth. Mm-hmm. Um and then we once we reach a certain threshold in terms of growing organically, I think we can start looking at things like uh, mergers and acquisitions. Uh but at this stage I think we are on a very good trajectory to grow organically and we uh, my business partner and I actually share the vision of a pan africanist business so mm. whilst we still mostly operating here in South Africa we try to um always understand what's happening around the world uh, especially on the continent and mm. and that's opened some really amazing opportunities for us so the vision in a nutshell in 2020 i think it's it's to grow mm. but grow across borders uh to become a really really pan africanist business um there's just so much exciting stuff happening on the continent mm. and i think this niche in the energy space that we're able to carve off just in that alone you know forgetting just the other sectors that mm. we operate in there's so much going on on the african continent you know mm. around nuclear uh, zambia ghana uh, there's so many countries that are now wanting to um build nuclear power plants and you know so there will definitely be a need for people like us because south africa is still the most advanced uh, country in relation to to nuclear energy and also in relation to nuclear medicine which is stuff that they use uh, in the treatment and and diagnosis of cancer uh, so when i just look at the the all the things that are happening in that space alone there's so much potential and we have been making an active effort to 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 grow and to make sure that we are recognized we you know have worked with the former president of Ghana uh John Mahama in the past and you know positioning is very important timing is perhaps more important mm. and building up your networks and leveraging them 
I think speaks directly to sustainability. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, it, it sounds like an incredible African story. Yeah. Um, I wanna, I want the website um, and uh, socials and all of those uh, uh, contact details that you may have uh, for the group, uh, so that if a potential client was listening to this yes. intriguing <laughs> conversation, uh, then they're able to get in touch with you. Yeah, that would be wonderful. So, our website mm-hmm. uh, address is www vantage point holdings one word yeah no no punctuation dot com not dot co dot za dot com uh, vantage vantage point so let me just spell it okay. it's, it's v-a-n-t-a-g-e-p-o-i-n-t-h-o-l-d-n-g-s vantage point holdings it's a dot com it's a, it's a dot com domain. Uh, we do have uh, a Twitter page. Yeah. Uh, it's vantage point underscore ZA. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you wish to, to get in touch with us on our website, on the very last page, you'll see that there's a the small section there where you can uh, leave us a message and we will get back to you within 24 hours. I'm tempted to give out my phone number on air, but I, I won't. Uh, do that I, at your own peril. Uh, uh, yeah. I th- I think I will. Okay. I, I trust your listeners, particularly people who are listening to SAFM the day after New Year. Uh, so um, my number is 073-946-8038. Fantastic. Listen, all the best. I'm sure you'll tell a different story in another two years. Absolutely. Uh, I, I will be back here in a year. And I will uh, make sure that I've got a good story to tell. Okay, okay. they're calling you already. They're calling. They're calling you already. already. Yeah, Listen. All the best, uh, Bushali, uh, with your group and made grow from strength to strength. I think you found a unique niche, yes. and I think uh, the uh, the sky is is not the limit. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank All you. Right. Uh, Vantage Point uh, Holdings. It's www.vantagepointholdings uh, in plural dot com or oh seven three nine four six eight zero. That was Bushala Matate, who's the founder and uh, CEO of Vantage Point Group. New Year's resolutions in a short while.